Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. It was really 100% based on the market resiliency back in April. When, when, you know, when, when the pandemic hit and the market crashed, that made a lot of sense, right? In a lot of mm -hmm, ways. Mm -hmm. What didn't make sense was how quickly it rebounded. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we have a special lesson for you. I'm putting it here on the podcast because I really believe that this is going to provide you massive, massive value. And that's what I'm trying to do here. And hey, listen, if this podcast was useful to you at all, I really highly suggest that you go check out the full trading course at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, I have a special guest and dear friend of mine, Dr. Jim Schultz of Tasty Trade. How are you doing, sir? And I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well indeed. How are you, my good man? It looks like you're on a Swiss ball. I, I, that's what I'm I, that's what Yes, I'm, I'm bouncing on, on the, uh, the ball. I got to tell I you. like it. it for a couple of reasons, right? I started doing this a while ago because I felt like I was too hunched over. Mm -hmm. And then here in, in my studio and whatnot, I just think it looks a lot more professional to not have, you know, a chair behind you, but, you know, focus on the person versus focus on what they're sitting on kind of deal. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I like it. It works and my kids love it. And I, uh, I get to yell at them a lot because I'm like, leave it alone. It's not a toy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't take that personally. I definitely have a chair that I'm sitting on. I'm not going the Swiss ball. Which you can't see, like right? No, you yeah. can't. It's just a tiny little kitchen chair. But um, you definitely have the last laugh, though, because the calories that you are burning during the interview, man, they, they definitely got me. Uh, they got me beat. So uh, I applaud you and your efforts. Dude, there's no way I can keep up with uh, <laughs> with you. So so to those uh, who don't know, Dr. Jim and I, we go way back. And he actually was my uh, personal trainer for six months, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, I just never could get in uh, peak shape. Even with him texting me every day, like, get your act together, Chris. I still couldn't do it, man. I uh, I don't have the willpower and the the genes of of the Dr. Schultz over there. I, I don't I'm, know, man. I, I I don't. You're not giving yourself enough credit. I mean, I know we want to get into some trading and some finance talk, but uh, before we do, I mean, you're looking pretty pretty good, man. Like you 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 know you got you got kind of lean when we work together, and it looks like you've been able to maintain it really well. Which that is that's where everybody falls off the wagon, right? Losing weight's not that easy, and I say that sort of tongue in cheek because it actually is pretty pretty difficult. Right. I mean, it's not that hard, but it actually is kind of hard. But the mm -hmm. hardest part is keeping the weight off. That's where everybody falls short. And it looks like you've been able to do it, man. You're looking pretty good. The Swiss well, ball. The Swiss ball is a secret, dude. It, it's one of my many secrets, <laughs> let me tell you. But the uh, honestly, like for me, I, I had uh, this was during, uh, you know, regular times when I had a day job to go to every day. You know, I, I, I would go to the gym every day with my friend before he moved off. And I've really tried to maintain that discipline. In fact, when you and I were uh, texting before the show, I was at the gym because I'm like, I'm going to be busy with my friend, Dr. Jim over here. I need to hit the gym before uh, before I get there. 
So, yeah, it's uh, it's something that I, I, I dearly value because I know that it will pay dividends throughout the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, can't uh, can't can't step on a stage like you can, but uh, I do what I can. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I can't. I can't even step on a stage like I can right now. So you're not alone. Don't worry about that. But uh, no, I love it, man. Love it. So really, what I wanted to do was just catch up with you, see how you're doing, check on uh, on how things are in Florida, because you 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 were at at the Tasty Trade headquarters for years, and then the opportunity with uh, the way that the world has changed presented the opportunity to uh, work remotely, which I think a lot of people are really really taking advantage of. And I, in fact. Two of my neighbors across the street, um, they still have their jobs in California, but have moved here to Texas. And now it's like you can go and live remote anywhere. I mean, this I don't know if you've ever read the uh, the four hour work week, but that's exactly what he talks about is you you get your stuff set up where you can work remotely and then you can literally go anywhere. So I think it's amazing. You're, you're hanging out in Florida and, and all is good there. No, it's huge, man. Huge blessing. No, God parted the Red Sea again to get us down here, man. It's it's crazy. But uh, what's really interesting is, so when Tom hired me at uh, Tasty Trade back in end of 2015, beginning of 2016, I actually, uh, he almost hired me from Florida. Like, we almost worked it out to where I could start from Florida, but we could Mm -hmm. never quite get there. And so he knew from the very beginning that I wanted to be down in Florida because my wife's mom lives down here. And so I finally said to him, I said, all right, man, listen, like, I'll move to Chicago. Like we'll make the we'll make this thing work, and then I you know I never really knew if we'd make it if we'd get it down to Florida. I never really knew if it was going to be a possibility, but then you know as you kind of alluded to, the world's a different place now. So in April of last year, when things were kind of at their peak and nobody really knew what was what was going to happen, I called them up and I said, "Hey, do you remember that conversation we had about my working from Florida?" I said, "Yeah, I'd like to revive that conversation here today." And he's just he, he's an incredible guy. Christy's amazing. Everybody's amazing. And so we went back and forth and we made it work. And so so here we are. We're in Florida. Dude, that's awesome, and, and and I'm so happy for you that it's worked out as well as it has, and you've been able to to keep everything going like it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no, it's been great. So your show it airs every day on the Tasty Tread Network called From Theory to Practice, and I got to tell you, there have been times where I've tuned in, and uh, you have brought some like crazy PhD level stuff to that that show, and I love that personally. I love the the deep math stuff. I remember it was. Um, one of them that I took a lot of notes and I, I, I took it to some some corporate clients that I work with and it was uh, Brownian Brownian uh, what was it Brownian Forgive emotion me. Brownian yeah, emotion yeah. Brownian yeah. emotion and I was like this is some good stuff and I literally had never heard of it <laughs> but I learned it all from you so that's really cool so so tell me about I mean give me give me like an elevator pitch of the show that way people understand what it is you do. Yeah, you know, uh, thank you for sharing that with me, by the way. I'm really, really humbled that uh, – and I remember that experience. I remember you were sharing uh, that experience with me. That was when you and I first kind of met mm-hmm. and started to connect and kind of became friends, uh, you know, thereafter. But, uh, no, from theory to practice, I mean, you know, my career started as a finance professor. You know, I mean, I went, you know, uh, undergrad, MBA, PhD, then went right into academia. I thought that's what I was going to do you know, for the rest of my career. But uh, the wind kind of blew me in a different direction. You know, the university that I was at basically kicked me to the curb. And so I was like, well, I should probably try to do something else. And so then, you know, as luck would have it, serendipitously, a divine appointment at uh, Tasty Trade opened up and I got to know Tom. And then, so when he said, hey, listen, I'm going to give you your own show. Like you can, you can do whatever you want with it. I'm going to give you carte blanche. Like, you know, you can, you can just, it's yours. Make it, make it yours. I said, okay. I said, well, here's what I want to do. 
I actually want to take all the things that people learn in a classroom or they learn, I mean, now 2021 on a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. And I want to show them how these concepts and ideas and theories and, and really high level quantitative mathematical models like Brownian motion, like the Black-Scholes model, like some of the Greeks and like all these different things that, you know, you look at them in a textbook or you, you know, complete the equation for a test. They don't really mean anything. They don't really have any you know, tangible value. You're like, okay, I got the right answer, but I have no idea what it means. And then I certainly have no idea how to apply it mm -hmm. in an actual real live context in a portfolio where I'm making decisions in real time that have real consequences and implications. And so my whole show is based on you know, kind of building that bridge from theory to practice, kind of showing people like, all right, this matters and this doesn't, honestly, because I saw many, many things in academia as a professor being on that side of the fence, there is a ton of garbage that doesn't matter, to be mm -hmm. perfectly frank with you. There's a lot of time that's wasted on ideas and concepts. Now, I'm obviously only talking about the world of finance. I can't I can't speak to history or, you know, uh, geography or anything like that. But in my field, I was like, man, this curriculum, it's behind by about 35 years. This curriculum is it's off by at least three decades, if not more. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this thing needs to be updated just, you know, badly. And so that's what I want to do. I want to bring things to people uh, that they can actually use and kind of, you know, show them what doesn't really matter. So that was a pretty long elevator ride, but uh, that's the elevator pitch right there. So tell me some of the new things that are coming out of Tasty Tree that that's really piquing your interest and you're finding useful. Um, I mean, there's a lot that you guys cover. And then actually, there's something else I want to ask you about. So the the episode you did couple weeks ago you talked about your 2021 predictions and you were saying you're the contrarian to the contrarians i gotta say <laughs> man like that that's kind of where i'm at too when you were talking about that i'm like man do i identify with this guy more than anything right now because uh, yeah for several reasons you mentioned i won't uh i won't go into those but that's i'm in the same boat as you mm -hmm. so so did, was that like research based or just what you've seen based uh, my predictions. Yeah. My, my, so yeah, so so I'm very much in the camp that nobody really knows anything. I really am, especially especially when it comes to year by year predictions, year by year predictions, month by month, cycle by cycle. Like there's there's just no possible way, right? Now I've, I'm also in the camp that positive drift is a real thing. Positive risk premiums in the market they absolutely exist. Like if you invest in the stock market and you don't look at it for 15 years, that's going to work out pretty well. Right. It really, it really truly is. Like mm -hmm. I don't have the disdain for passive investing like some of my cohorts at Tasty Trade might have. If somebody doesn't want to be actively involved in the markets, but they want their money to work for them, I'm I'm all for it, man. Like, let's do it. Go live your life. I have no problem with that. Like, mm -hmm. yes, I do think that, you know, there could be some return enhancements, some risk reductions if you do if you do take a more active approach. But I have total respect for somebody that's maybe a music teacher and they don't even care about that. That being said, I really just made my predictions just for fun, right? I really just wanted to go on the record and, hey, here it is, right? I mean, maybe I'm going to be dead wrong. Maybe I'm going to hit it right on the money and everybody will think I'm a genius. <laughs> Either way, I'm like, let's just throw it out there. It wasn't research-based at all. It was really just based on, you know what it was, you know what it was based on? And I kind of alluded to this in the show when I talked about that. It was really 100% based on the market resiliency back in April. When, when, you know, when, when the pandemic hit and the market crashed, that made a lot of sense, right? In a lot of mm -hmm, ways. Mm -hmm. 
What didn't make sense was how quickly it rebounded. That didn't make any sense at all. Right. 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 It made no sense. When there was no vaccine on the horizon, nobody knew where the bottom was going to be. Nobody knew how bad it was going to get or how not bad it was. Nobody knew. We didn't know anything. Right. Now, and the market rebounded, right? It was back to all-time highs like quickly. Now, we do have some hope on the horizon with some different, you know, remedies, vaccines, whatever you want to call them, right? There at least is some glimmer of a light at the end of the tunnel. And so I'm like, all right, man, it's like, you know, we still don't really know what's going to happen with all of this. However, that market resiliency, it really impressed me because mm -hmm. the economic environment, you can't argue with the fact that the economic environment prior to COVID-19 was very robust and it was very, very strong, at least in the U.S. I can't necessarily comment on the global situation, but I think globally it was also pretty, pretty strong, pretty robust. Mm -hmm. And it was like, wow, man, like, you know, we get past we get past the virus. It's like we get back to, you know, that situation. I can see the market going higher, but I'm also aware that, hey, we're 11 years into the strongest bull market in the history of mankind. Bull markets never last this long. They they mm -hmm. really they really shouldn't last this long. So I also wasn't going to be crazy ridiculous with my predictions. And so it just a just a modest. I can't remember what numbers I chose, but it was only like a modest like seven eight nine percent. You know, kind of upswing from where we are. Uh, I was looking for a pretty big a pretty big move in gold, uh, up maybe fifteen to twenty percent because I do think that. Um, you know, all this money that we're printing uh, <laughs> at some point, at some point, the U.S. dollar is going to going to take it on the chin. I don't know mm -hmm. when that point's going to be, but something that could be an alternative to the U.S. dollar. Obviously, it could be Bitcoin. Some people are kind of making that play. But no, I think I think your 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 plain vanilla, you know, not super sexy, not super exciting gold is going to is going to actually do pretty well. So those are my thoughts. Take them from what they're worth. I honestly don't know that they're worth very much. I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily trade that, you know, like for your your listeners and your watchers out there. But that that's kind of where I think. You know, I I'm in the same boat as you. I I don't feel that anybody knows what is going to happen, but there are trends in the market, and you know, people can can say that the market is efficient, but between you and me, I think we've probably seen that the efficiency. It's not always there. Like there's not always an up day to a down day kind of deal. And especially when you get those uh, like five standard deviation moves or whatever up and down. And it's like, mm -hmm. how is this possible? Well, maybe it doesn't actually fit into the efficient market theory that uh, people have out there. So so I know that's a bit controversial because I know that's that's a lot of what Tasty Trade talks about. Uh, but I do feel that if 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 somebody's starting to trade. I think the opportunity for them is to basically, like you're talking about positive drift, things like that, follow the trend of the market and then realize that if there are 15 up days, there may be 15 down days, but they won't come one right after another. There may be 15 down days in a row and they are excessively much, much bigger and stronger moves than the 15 up days. But to me, that was, that was a huge breakthrough that I had to mentally get over is this may be efficient it may not be but for me if i am to believe in in the uh the standard deviation model of stock price moves um i've got to i've got to understand that there could be more in one direction than the other and then it may flip and go the opposite way and i think that's what we may be seeing in in uh, big tech right big tech have been running up for so long i mean you could have bought anything that's fang related and done great over the last 10 years and now based on world events that could be coming to an end. I mean, you look at any of them and they, they're all hurting at this point and they're all below really key 
moving averages. And, and I know that's not something you guys use, but it is something I use. And I mean, it, we could see a huge, huge rotation out of these all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a great, that's a really, really great point. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do, I do believe that world events to put it very, uh, generically, yes. uh, we, th- we th- talked ahead of time just so that the, uh, the sure. listeners know, I said, there are two topics we don't want to cover. <laughs> this is one and this is the other. Don't talk about yeah. that. So trying to be, vague but, hey, but you, but you've kind of opened the door. Right? You're the one that I know, I know, but we're going to keep it vague. Open. We're not going to mention so I'm just going to, I'm not going to walk inside. I'm just going to peek inside a little bit. But um, no, no, no. Because of world events, though, it's going to be interesting to see if there are some repercussions for those for those decisions that some of these you know companies and managers have made. I mean, that's that's what makes a market, right? That's what makes an, an economy. You make decisions, and then you have to suffer the consequences of those decisions. But not only that, the other side of it kind of gets back to the bull market thing. It's like, man, eleven years, eleven plus years bull market. Market sells off ten percent. That that's normal stuff. That's not that's not crash mode. That's not, you know, you know, the world is ending. That's like normal stuff. Right. And so it's like, you're right. It could all be coming to a head here. It could all be, you know, whether it be Fang or even whether it be like you know, Pepsi. I mean, I looked at Target this morning. Target's up to 200. Target was 111 a year ago. Yeah. If you just bought Target and tossed it in your sock drawer, you're up 100 percent. That's a double. Right. It's, that's crazy. We're not talking about Netflix and Tesla. We're talking about Target. Mm-hmm. That's nuts, man. So. The market's long overdue for a breather. And again, I say that with the context of nobody knows anything. We may be doing another podcast together in six months. We're like, well, it's up another 28%. Like, how about that? Like, it's crazy, man. It's totally crazy. Well, that's why I say, you know, you've got to take that with a grain of salt that it may go up for X amount of time before it actually hits the reversal, right? And and that's where I feel that the two two schools of thought of uh, efficient market theory and trend trading can actually blend together when you re- when you really distill it down to you're trading a trend up or you're trading a trend down but at some point the trend will reverse and then you'll get the number of market days either direction that a uh, efficient market theory would would play into that's just my personal observation i don't have all the data and research team like you do I don't have it either. I mean, don't. I mean, the research <laughs> team has it, but I don't. I don't have it. I mean, I'm, I'm privy to some of it, but uh, as we were kind of talking about off air, you know, a lot of people think because I work at Tasty Trade that I'm just I'm totally up to snuff on everything that we're doing, and that's not. No human being can possibly do that because we pump out so much content. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's impossible to 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 kind of keep tabs on everything that's going. But uh, but yeah, the efficient market hypothesis, it's an interesting thing. It's a really interesting thing. And, you know, I think that like many consecutive up days or many consecutive up weeks or many consecutive up whatevers is not necessarily a violation of the efficient market hypothesis. In fact, I was even having this conversation with Julia from the research team on uh, just this past Saturday. I hopped in for a research specials live to kind of just have a discussion with her about some of the research we've done. And she shared this really interesting story with me. Your listeners might enjoy this. Okay. She said that when she was in school, so I was talking with Julie on Saturday on a Research Live uh, special piece and some of the research that we had done. And we got on this discussion of non-efficient markets and the efficient market hypothesis, but just market randomness in general, which is obviously very closely related. Well, she shared a really interesting story about an experience she had with a, with a TA when she was in college. She was in, I believe it was a statistics class, and the TA came in and said, hey, I have a little project for you guys. I want you guys to you know, pick a combination of zeros and ones. I want you to you know, write, write out a string of like 50 zeros and ones and try to make it as random as you possibly can. 
and you know the class had out of 50 or 100 people in there or whatever whatever it was and she and and, and the ta said okay i you know i'm going to collect all of your little random strings and now i'm going to have a random number number generator actually do the same thing and what was really fascinating about it was the random number generator the results from the random number generator were very very different from what most humans chose as a random string and the biggest difference was the random number generator had more consecutive numbers in a row than you would naturally expect hmm. like six seven eight nine ten zeros in a row that is pure randomness and i was really fascinated by that story and it's very much in line with what you were just kind of bringing up about market trends and, and things like that because i think that when as as humans i think we very at least i do this maybe you maybe you will agree or disagree I think when I hear the word market randomness, I, I for some reason just immediately assume that that's kind of market mean reversion. And that's not the same thing. That's not the same thing at all. Like, it, you know, listening to Julia's story, it caused me to remember that that's not the same thing. Randomness is flipping heads 15 times in a row in a sequence of 200. Like, you don't think that's going to happen. You think it's going to oscillate back and forth between up day, down day, heads, tails, you know, zero, one. But pure randomness doesn't work that way. Pure randomness actually can do whatever it wants to do. And that's going to be, you know, uh, huge strings in one direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. In fact, I'm really glad you brought that up. That that story kind of fits what my thoughts and observations had been for a while. So that's really cool, man. Listen. I I want to go ahead and, you know, be respectful of your time. And I really, really apologize for all the technical issues today, but we're going to wrap it up here. I want to have you back on uh, sooner than later because I know, I mean, y- you are a great guest to talk to and I could do hours and hours with you. Uh, but I have just totally failed on the equipment side today. So I'm going to take care of some things and we're going to call you back in the future. That sounds great, man. No, I would love I would love to be back on. I always thoroughly enjoy and look forward to our conversations and, and technological snafus aside. Hey, man, it happens to me all the time, too. So you're not alone, man. It's uh, uh, it, it's all good. Yeah, well, I appreciate your uh, your your willingness to work with me on that, man. And I appreciate you listening to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast, even though I kind of cut out halfway through. <laughs> but I appreciate uh, you tuning in and make sure you uh, tune in next time for more tools, tips and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you in the next episode. Okay, so what'd you think? That was pretty incredible, right? Now, if you like that, that's only a taste, only a sample of what you're going to find in the full AI stock trading system. And I really highly encourage you to go and check this out. Obviously, you are interested in learning and how to trade, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. Now, I'm going to take and download my entire trading system that I use day in and day out onto you. And the only way I'm going to be able to do that is over at the AIStockTradingSystem.com. You're going to get phase one, two, and three, several bonuses. And on top of that, I'm going to walk you through over a dozen trades that I put on inside of my account, holding your hand and showing you exactly how I got in, how I got out, how I use the artificial intelligence data, and how this could work inside of your own trading portfolio on a daily basis. So make sure you head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com to learn more and to get started and to download my decade plus worth of trading experience into your hands so you can start using the AI Stock Trading System today, the five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading.
Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter, and I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. TimminutsStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice, tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimminutsStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit 10 legal. And thanks for stopping by.